0: Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message system. At the tone, please record your message. Happy International Women's Day. Wishing all the women out there a super day, celebrating your strength, your wisdom, and your ability to keep carrying on.
1: God bless. Signing off, Noni nonimuchemi. Happy, happy International Women's Day. This is Nimo Wawero Kiriri. To all the lovely, lovely ladies out there, I wish you happiness. I wish you success. I wish you love, never ending love in all that you do. Bye. Hey, this is Treza. To all the incredible women in the world, shine on not just today, but every single day. Happy Women's Day. Bonjour Afriwetu, c'est Lolem Gong et je vous souhaite une joyeuse journée de la femme. Hello, Afriwetu. My name is Lolem Gong, calling in from these sunny Nairobi streets, wishing all of you, and me as well, a happy International Women's Day. This is Chibet, wishing all you
0: amazing women around the world a happy International Women's Day. Hello, this is Sheila from Nairobi, Kenya, wishing all the wonderful women of the world a happy International Women's Day.
1: Hey everybody, happy International Women's Day. This is Angie Gashui, and I have the distinct pleasure of presenting this week's Afriwetu episode. I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to celebrate women everywhere, every day, not just on March 8th, but every single day of the year. Enjoy. Hello, AfriWatu.
0: Today, we celebrate International Women's Day and we celebrate International Women's Month, the month of March the theme is breaking the bias and so i want to say thank you to all the women the phenomenal women that i know who have been breaking the bias for decades a special shout out to my mother who is a constant constant reminder of what a phenomenal woman is and a very special 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 um, heartfelt uh, happy international women's day to all my friends to my sister to my cousins to my friends the sisterhood and to all of you wonderful and exceptionally intelligent beautiful shining women out there keep doing your thing afriwatu wishes you the best happy international women's day happy international women's month you do deserve to shine listeners and welcome to the afriwetu world where we look to celebrate african history people and culture by telling our story one of the things that is important to afriwetu is the story of our legends and their significance to us and how we link back to our roots and understand their impact on our story then and now so today we have a legends show Which means it's also a guest narrator show, and my Afriwatu for the first legend of series three. I'm so excited. We have back in studio Miss Angie. Angie graced us with her voice in series two, episode
1: three, the fable. Mm -hmm. What is it called again? The sun and the moon and the stars. (laughs) (laughs) It was all all of the above. It was all of the above. It was a a fable based in in Benin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) About how the sun and moon came to be. The mothers. The mothers. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Please go and have a listen. I promise you it is actually, it's it's a great episode. (laughs) So go and listen to it right after you finish this one, okay? Right,
1: welcome back, Angie. So excited to be here. <laughs> so excited, so excited, and for my first legend ever. I know, yeah, right, yeah, right. So
0: and she's kidding. so dope, like so dope. She's so dope. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't. I actually didn't tell you what legend it was. I just like sent it as like, boop, surprise. And then I was reading it. I'm just like, but really, what are we doing in our lives? <laughs> <laughs> what, are <we> <laughs> what are we doing? What, what are, our are we lives? doing? What are we doing? So first of all, Angie is a soul sister. <laughs> In a circle and just all-round badassery. Anyway, do you want to tell us a little bit more about her legend
1: or should people just stay tuned in? I mean, I can tell you a bit about who she was. Go on. As we get started before we Go get on. into like, the story. Into the story, story. Yes. So the legend I have the privilege of giving today or uh-huh. sharing today is Ya Akia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those who are really interested in dates... She was born in AD 1837 and lived around there till 1921. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was a legend, a magnificent symbol of power, the most influential Asante Hema. Okay. Ah. Now, Anasante Hema, his Hema, mm-hmm. um, was the Queen Mother in the history yes. of the Ashanti. Obviously, you can tell we're in Ghana. Yes. Um, and her star really, really shone in her later years, which was at the beginning of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was married. She was married to a guy called Kwesi mm-hmm. Uh and I think he had 13 children. She she may have had. Wait, are one you telling people the story? Already? No, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. just giving yeah. a bit of background of who, okay. who she was. Just who she was. Yes, yes, yeah? he was. Yes, he yes. was. Man. Yes, yes. Yeah, I think it was polygamous, um, and uh, she had. Children. She was a mother to these children. Many of them, of them, them together. Actually. Many of mm-hmm. them, and those children were also equally uh, badass in their it own right. Really so were right. It's basically, like a whole family of, of like. Wows. Yeah. Woes. Right? Like, like, wow, mother yeah. wows. Okay, wow. Yeah. Wow, wow well, yeah. It's, and it's that's actually. all I'll say for now. Right.
0: Okay. But now you know you've gotten people so round I'm going to just do this very quickly. Yeah, Before I it. hand over to you. Do it. Uh, Afriwatu, please check out series three, episodes one and two, which is about the Ashanti Empire. It was epic, I promise. And just to share a few facts about Ghana. It's in West Africa. Mm. In 1957, Ghana became the first self-governing nation on the African continent under President Kwame Nkuruma. Their flag incorporated the Pan-African Colours. You know their Pan-African Colours? Representing the ideology of political unity between all who live on the African continent. Mm. Red, yellow, green and black. The name Ghana... It's actually the Republic of Ghana is named after the medieval West African Ghanaian Empire it is coming up I promise mm. this year and this empire was known globally so they just actually took the name so it's not really a, yeah yeah it's oh. not the same place yeah yeah oh. yeah, okay. Well, okay. yeah. <laughs> it's capital is Accra it is a coastal country bordered by Togo to the left, Burkina Faso to the north, Côte d'Ivoire to the west, and the south is the Atlantic Ocean. There are over 70 ethnic groups in Ghana, hmm. with the largest being the Akan people, from whom our Ya'a comes from. Yes, And the, the, the Ashanti, who, as they'll soon find out from you, follow a matriarchal lineage. lineage. So, for example, this is what I found a really cool fact, is while the both while both the king and his sister can inherit royal status Mm -hmm. and wealth Mm -hmm. from their mother or their mother's line Mm -hmm. it's the king who will sit on the throne Correct, no problem but it's not the king's son who then becomes the future king Mm. it's the king's sister's son Mm. how
1: dope is that Mm. (laughs) like
0: like, rocking
1: matrilineal rocking
0: rocking Um, Cocoa is one of the major export products of Ghana and recently they actually took control and they started actually manufacturing their own chocolate. They did. Uh, The Ashanti empire was influential in shaping the culture of modern Ghana and fashion is no exception. Kente cloth, uh, which is the fabric worn by Ashanti royalty and the custom of creating elaborate coffins. (laughs) By the way, you have to go in style. You have to go in style. You have to go in style. You really do. And it's... It originates from the gas people belief that life carries on after death, as many other beliefs. Mm. And usually the coffin is based, or the theme of the coffin is based around the person's life. Life, correct. Which I thought is so, so dope. So basically, if you're like a rally car driver, your coffin is a car. Or if you're a podcaster, it would be like <laughs> a microphone. <laughs> a microphone! <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are going to bury me in a microphone. Um... And then uh, it's also, culturally, Ghana was also highly influential in because they had the music style called High Life. Mm -hmm. And my last fact, because, and this one I'm going to say and then hand it over to you quickly so that I'm not stoned. Ghanaians, like their West African sisters and brothers, are very proud of their cuisines. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, cute. Girl, are you going there?
0: I'm going there, I'm going there, I'm going there. And if you ask them, note caveat, if you ask them, their jollof rice is the best in the world. Over to you, Angie.
1: I believe in peace <laughs> in Africa. So, we're we are not going to go there. So, can I tell you a, a little bit more about Please. my ya, my <laughs> Akia? Just Please. because of peace in, in Africa. Because of peace in Africa. So, I was telling you about her husband. Yes. Okay. Her husband, Kwesi Gyambibi. Mm-hmm. But not even so much about her husband. It's actually about the children mm-hmm. who they had, right? Three of whom actually got to have the title of the... Asante Hene. Now the Asante Hene is the absolute monarch, the absolute top top monarch of the Ashanti people, and therefore the historical kingdom of the Ashanti. It's the Ashanti and the Asante. It's the the names are used interchangeably. Yeah, because
0: I always say Ashanti.
1: Yeah, I will say Ashanti just because we're in Kenya and (laughs) Asante means thank you. Yes, it really is. so there were three of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more about them throughout the story. That's like a that's like a lot. That's (laughs) like a lot. yeah. Yeah. So how did it all start? Ya is believed to have been born in the 1840s. Some specifically state the 17th of October. Just shout out to October babies. Whoop whoop. Yes. <laughs> um, in modern-day Besease in Ghana, And she was born into the royal line of Oyoko and became a skilled farmer before taking on the title Asantehema in AD 1884. She was born into a family that was known for its bravery. She was a descendant of the Afrane lineage with her ancestors proving that they were both courageous and willing to fight for their lands, which is also a trend that you will see in her life. Mm-hmm. So in light of that, regardless of her gender, she already had that, that fight in her blood. So it's not really surprising that she became, you know, the woman that she became. You know. She was also very, very politically savvy. Okay. Um, And so before we get to know exactly how she became the Asentehema, let's go through a little bit of background, which I think you'd started mentioning, Mona, about um, the women's role in politics, just so that we can understand the context. So in local politics, the chiefs, the rulers, the leaders um, were the Ohene, and they ruled alongside their female counterparts who were known as the Ohema. And they sat in the ruling council bodies as active members, not just there as you know placeholders. They were active members, and because of the matrilineal lineage or heritage, they 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 tended to be from the same bloodline. Okay, and the practice was replicated both at a national and an imperial level, um, where the Asantehene would rule alongside his Asantehema. Um, who was the official queen mother, as I already said. And she was also a member of the council, the Kotoko Council, which is the Assembly of Asante Rulers. And that's the ruling council. It led the people. It made decisions. But what is so important is that her right to be there was constitutional. It wasn't, again, like I said, not a placeholder situation. She was an active member um, on all decisions, whether they were legislative, judicial, those around declaring war or peace. Big deal for Yaa's story specifically. Yaa, the Asante wa, could be um, a mother to the Asante hene. She could be a sister. She could be an aunt. Or she could be a woman that was designated into the role as long as they were selected from the matrilineal lineage. Okay? So that's the really important part of this. And I think it's so beautiful because it, it's it's not about how I feel about you. We're just clear that there's order in this thing. Okay. Now, a very key role of the Asante Wa is that she was the gatekeeper of the Sikwa, Sika Dwa, which is the Golden Stool. And the Golden Stool is actually the symbol of Ashanti unity. It's a symbol of culture, it's a symbol of power. It's actually said to hold the soul of the Ashanti people in it. And so the Asante Wa, who nominates the next Asante Hene, when the Sika Dwa, which is a seat, the Golden Stool, becomes vacant. Okay, lots of context. Basically, this woman, boss, fierce female, amazing, amazing woman. Can we go back to Yaa now?
0: Yes. Yaa
1: was handed the title by her exiled brother, Nana Akwesi Afrane Okpese in AD 1884 after a very, very turbulent period. And she became the Asante Hewa at that point in time um, of Ejisu Sujuwaben, which is part of the Ashanti Confederacy. When did this happen? In her early 40s, okay? So it's not like when she was 25. This happened a little bit later on in her life. The appointment obviously was in line with that proper practice of matrilineal um, heritage as they were siblings who shared a mother so she was able to be the successor. (gasps) Now, at this point in time, a civil war had been underway. And Yah found that the, the Ashanti kingdom at that point in time was quite diminished. It had been ravaged by war, by disease. The Europeans had come. They would brought chicken porks to the land. They would killed many of um, the sons of the land, including two of Yah's sons who'd been on the throne um, as Asante Henez. First was Kwe, uh, Kweku Dua, the second, and then Aguimon Badu, who died just within months of each other. Now, as a search for the next Asante Hene began, this is where Yaa started to use her political astuteness and got her youngest teenage son, Agiemon Prempe, appointed in A.D. 1888. Now, once that was done, she then set out on a quest to just rebuild and restabilize the Ashanti Confederacy because it was in a bit of a hot mess. And it really, really needed that united effort to first re-establish its dominance um, and secondly, to protect it from the invading Europeans because they were all over the place. Now, as you might expect by now, Yeah, she was just politically savvy, okay? True political player. It's said that she actually married off her daughters to powerful chiefs across the land. So she's like, we're just going to secure dominion all over the place, locked in her influence. And if those sons-in-law did not perform as they should, i.e. take care of her daughters, she would either recall the daughter home, and in some cases, that guy maybe may have been killed. Okay? Talk about no jokes. Yaha was clearly not one to be messed with and it is with this in mind that the aspect of her as a warrior queen really makes more sense. So in 1896, my apologies, AD 1896, the European invaders were encroaching on the Ashanti land and they were really really proving to actually be a destabilizing force. The Ashanti people had had enough, they were starting to fight them off and at this point in time we see the capture and exile of the Asante Hene at the time, Aguiman Prempe, or Prempe the First, and other Ashanti leaders who were then sent to, get this, Seychelles in exile. Hmm? Not too shabby, if you ask me. If you're going to be in exile, let's go to Seychelles. Um, and as if that was not enough to add insult to injury, the Europeans then went ahead and demanded the golden stool. Now remember I told you how important the Dwa, which is the most sacred of relics of the Ashanti people and culture, they wanted it to be handed over to them. And now remember, Yaa at this point in time is the gatekeeper. she is the custodian of the Golden stool. So the demand is made by the British reps. And when it was made, the Ashanti Council of Elders, the men, they go back to debate and discuss the demand. Hey, ya is like, I'm sorry, what? She was appalled, absolutely disgusted by this response. What were they even discussing? Yaa was not having it. And in a speech that is now famous, she let them know exactly what she thought. Allow me to attempt. Now I have seen that some of you fear to go forward to fight for our king. If it were in the brave days of Osei Tutu, Okonfo, Nakie, and Opokuware, leaders would not sit down to see their king taken away without firing a shot. No white man could have dared to speak to a leader of the Ashanti in the way the governor spoke to you this morning. Is it true that the bravery of the Ashanti is no more? I cannot believe it. It cannot be. I must say this. If you, the men of Ashanti, will not go forward, then we will. We, the women, will. I shall call upon my fellow women. We will fight the white men. We will fight till the last of us falls in the battlefields. And then my favorite part. If you chiefs will not fight, you should exchange your loincloths for my undergarment. I'm sorry, say what now? She said, you should exchange your loincloths for my undergarment. And then, as if that was not enough, yeah, Asantewa drove her point home by, she grabbed a gun and fired a shot in the air. In front of the men. She's like, my friends, we are going to war. Okay? They listened. And this rallied the Ashanti men and women to rise to the challenge. And so she was chosen by the Ashanti leaders to lead the war effort as a commander-in-chief of the Ashanti army, the first woman in Ashanti history to do this. The Ya Asante War of Independence or the War of the Golden Stool began in March of AD 1900. The army of 5,000 troops laid siege to what is today the Kumasi Fort and Military Museum where the British were hiding out and they were only repelled when the British reinforcements arrived after several months. So there was a defeat, okay? We don't win everything. But the Ashanti suffered from two major issues. The first was that not all the Ashanti states joined the effort. This is why union, unity is important, okay? The second major issue that uh, led to the defeat was that there were significant losses of key allies in the battle, like the death of Mawere Poku, who was one of her best generals in the field. And that was a real significant blow to her alongside um, others. And so Ya and some of her closest advisors were also captured and exiled to Seychelles. Um, And at the end of the war, over 2,000 African souls were lost on both sides of the divide. How does this story come to an end? Ya unfortunately died in exile in the Seychelles. Interestingly, legend has it that on the same day as which she was born, on the 17th of October 1921, her remains were repatriated by her son Prempre I, who returned home a few years later in AD 1924, and she was given a burial befitting of her royal status and contribution to the Ashanti people. Very curious as to what her coffin looked like. Now, her legacy. This legend means so many things to so many people, okay? And it's because it encompasses all the different things that Ya was. Number one ya has many awards and accolades that are linked to her name there's even a museum there's a museum which was sadly damaged um, by fire but it still stands and in it ya's family donated a whole bunch of artifacts so you can go and you can see and learn a little bit more about her point two ya didn't just take on the british army which in and of itself is a significant feat but she also took on the council of men of the ashanti who to be honest considering the pride and the might of our African brothers, eh, it's not a a small feat. But she showed us that being strong-willed, being assertive, being firm, committed, brave and and unapologetic when one needs to be and when one needs to do the right thing is truly a posture um, that we must celebrate and that we must embody as women. Yaa defended her people, her culture, her heritage unapologetically and we honor her for that. Point three, and this is a personal favorite, Yaa did this past the age of 40. So let's be clear, it is never too late, never too late to make an impact, never too late to leave your mark, never too late uh, to, to change what needs to be changed. Again, African women, killing it. And to date, she is honored in Africa as one of the greatest African women, not just in Ghana, but across the continent. And on the 6th of March, 1957, the Ashanti protectorate gained independence and Ya's dream for a free Ashanti was realized, and that is a legend of Ya Asantewa. Hey. So there's even a song, but I didn't <coughs> find the way the song goes. Oh, so I, can by I the just way, Angie has a wonder. And uh, go on. Next uh-huh. time, next time. But the, the, the words of the song, now translated in English, because also <laughs> we shall not attempt that, say, Ya asante wa," the woman who fights before cannons, you have accomplished great things, you have done well. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. Well done. But can I just tell you what is so amazing about that line? <laughs> what is so amazing about that So, line? you know cannons? Yes. Cannons are these like massive iron... Weapons with these big, big cannon balls. (laughs) Yes. Right? And they would always put the ball inside, and then you would light the cannon from the back. So now, this woman who fights before cannons, what is that? She's in front of the (laughs) cannon. Everybody else, they're hiding behind the cannon. The cannon goes and causes (laughs) destruction first. But she's like, bring it. She's just like, I've gone before the cannon. I've gone
0: before. Bring it. Yeah, Asantewa,
1: (laughs) the woman who fights before cannons, you have accomplished great things. You have done well. And to all the women on this podcast, May it also be said of you that you have accomplished great things and you have done well. And fight before your personal cannons. Ooh, girl. Right? Fight before (laughs) your (laughs) Your personal cannons. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: thank you and you see again 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 what I'm going to pat myself on the back for mm. is picking the perfect person to tell this story <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm patting myself on the back for everything else is just Angie me
1: my, my job was just to pick oh no, the but perfect person she's such person. a fire babe right Such she a i like how do you go and stand in front of the kings and you're just like my friends my friends do you want to remove your loincloth <laughs> for my, for under- my undergarment <laughs> because you how can you not fight she's like just let's just agree you cannot not defend your king. Like, how? How, how are you how, going to let that how, guy talk how, to you? Like, how? how? What is that disrespect? She said, again,
0: African women, killing mm. it, rocking it all Be the time. Be direct. Completely. There's there's a line as well, which I said in, a, in the previous episode for the Ashantis, which is that when the foreign foreigners, those European invaders, yes. wanted to sit down and negotiate with her during this war yes. period, she actually said, I've loaded my gun and it's not for nothing. It's <laughs> not for nothing. <laughs>
1: God damn. It's not for nothing. It's not for nothing. Not I will nothing. shoot you. Yes.
0: I will shoot yes. you in the eye. <laughs> yes. I will
1: shoot you in the face. Because Are you I crazy? think, and I think about it even in this day and age, you must protect that which is yours. You must. Yeah, people can't just come and disrespect you in your own home. Especially in your own home. In your own home. Yeah. Like thank it's you. Oh, sorry. Actually, you know, we've started. What was your favorite bits about her story? Because there were many. I know there were so many. There I were mean, so many. I think it's evident. <laughs> that I really think it's amazing that she just stood in front of them and she's just like friends. <laughs> friends. friends. And and what she was challenging them on, right? Because you also have to challenge with the understanding of the past. Yeah. That there is precedence. We do not not defend our king. Yeah. Yeah. And challenging them. I think she also understood who she was speaking to. So she didn't go and, you know, let me just say it this way. She didn't go in a, in a manner that they would not listen to her. Yeah. Because she brought up a point that was particularly important and poignant to mm-hmm. them as men. Mm-hmm. Which is, first of all, the, in those historic days of other leaders, you would never sit down. No. Second, you would never allow this European individual to come and speak to you in that manner of disrespect. Yes. Then she asked them, Are you saying? Are you, let me understand you correctly. Is what she wanted to understand. Are you saying that we as the Ashanti people no longer have bravery? Like, that's it. Because that's what they were known yeah. for.
0: Hey.
1: And so I think what was really powerful for me, and especially as women who are trying to do amazing things, mm-hmm. history has a precedent and we can call on it and say, my friends, this thing has been done in the past. This is how we are. This is not this unusual. This is who we are. Yeah. This, this is, is not unusual. In fact, what is unusual is you not doing that. Correct. <laughs> That's Get the up, problem. Get up, stand up. And then, <laughs> stand up for you, right? <laughs> and then when that happened, yeah. you'll note that she didn't, okay, she grabbed the gun and fired a shot but the men and the women chose her. Yeah. Because she was not saying she was not saying I am going to be the leader. No. She was just like if indeed this nonsense is happening then come. Me I'll get my women. I'll get my women. We will go. and do this. But then collectively the men and the women came together and said this is the one who's going to lead us.
0: also shows you the role of women or how they are revered in specifically the Ashanti culture but
1: really it's it's, yeah across and me I hope to see that more in all our nations (laughs) Uh, all, of like, all, of all of them. All of them. Now we may not be in like warring zones and times as there were in the past. But now we're in, you know, democracies and things like that. But even as we are thinking about what does leadership look like, who is taking over, etc., etc. Yeah, speak about fact. Mm -hmm. speak about the importance of bravery and securing that which belongs to us Yes, and then pick the right individual (laughs) to do it, to lead you. you. The one who is brave, the one who is committed, the one who is fierce. And the one who has integrity. And the one who has integrity. Because she had integrity. Call it out like it is. Look,
0: people, Mm. this is what we do. As Ashanti, this is what we do. This is who we are. This is who we are. So anything you're doing that is contrary to this means that you are not one of us. Exactly. You have the ancestors are rolling in their graves, rolling literally, or in their their especially in their fancy coffins, rolling.
1: (laughs) And I think that's now the second thing that I wanted to not not about the fancy coffins. (laughs) The second thing is know who you are. Yes. Because there was no confusion as to who the Ashanti people were. Mm -mm. They were clear. We are warriors we are kings, we are queens, this is how we operate. Maybe they forgot for a minute. But knowing who you are so you can step into that uh, posture is so important. And I think often we don't know. This is why the work you are doing here at Afriwetri is so important because it's important for us to all remember who we are, where we've come from, what is our legacy, our lineage, our culture, uh, our calling and just like just step into it who's going to take it away man who's going to take it away and this is true yeah. because yeah because this, this is this many hours of work but <laughs> <laughs>
0: we go into anything can you just tell us a little bit about yourself me yes you,
1: you myself
0: yes you yourself you phenomenal woman who's come to read about another phenomenal woman <sighs> see we're stepping into the space we're stepping into the space there we okay See <coughs> what i did there
1: and yeah. Boom. so <coughs> um my name is angie hi, Roger. hi my name is angie um i am many things yes First of all, I'm also of the age where I can take over kingdoms, okay? Yes! Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I have a consulting practice called Triple Bottom Line Associates. Mm-hmm. I'm a coach. Yes, I coach is. human beings. Yes. Uh, specifically. To become better human beings. To become better human beings, but specifically women. Mm-hmm. I, I find myself gravitating to powerful women who need to enter into that next step. And that's who I coach. And they just shock me all the time as they enter better steps than they even imagined. Bigger steps. And then I also work for a non-profit Mm -hmm. called The Girl Effect. Mm -hmm. And I lead their diversity, equity, and inclusion work, which is something that is so dear to my heart. It really is. And we do this work so that we can touch the lives and influence the lives and decision-making capabilities of over 20 million girls around the world. Wow. Yes. So you're doing your own little yeah bit over there. I'm doing my own little yeah bit wherever I go. Good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yes. You are to. Yeah. And then I'm a sister. I'm a friend. I'm a daughter. <laughs> I'm an artist. I'm a singer. I'm a painter. I do everything I she, want to do. She's
0: gone over the singer, but she really has the most amazing voice. Truly, 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 truly. And yes, I say this as a friend, but also as objectively as possible. She really does have an amazing voice. Very soulful. How can
1: Mm. can people follow you or what Uh, you do? You can follow me on the Instagram. On the Instagram? Yes, on the IGs. On the IGs? At Soul Sister. That's S-O-U-L-S-Y-S-T-A-H. Sister. Sister. I think it's the same thing on Twitter. You think it's the same thing? Yeah, I think it's the same thing (laughs) on Twitter. (laughs) And if you go on the LinkedIn, you'll find me at Angie Gashui. And on Facebook, you'll also find me at Angie Gashui. That's it. That's, That's where it. you'll find me. That's it.
0: Yeah. No, you are doing phenomenal, amazing things. Also, fun fact, you've actually been to no? I have.
1: Yes. A couple of times, actually. Yes. Again, you see, I think of these things. Yes. Uh-huh. And I should say. Yes. I should say. Mm-hmm. The stool is like there's another small stool. The one, the, the Ashanti Queen sat on. Ah. And it's, I don't know how to explain the shape, but it's it's really cute. And I actually have that Pandora charm for my bracelet. Really? I bought it in Ghana. Really? Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a picture Cream.
0: of it and then put it yes. for our listeners to see on our on, on our chochos. Yes. Our yes. Sh- yeah. I'm
1: not sure that's the exact stool. I think that was now her stool, not the king's stool. I'm it's a yes. beautiful place warm people. Handsome man, yes. <laughs> yes, and the women are beautiful too. The women are gorgeous, yes, to gorgeous, be fair, they uh, are. and their chocolate is actually very good. I mean, that's a whole other conversation about how they went and told the Swiss, "Thanks very much. We'll be Peace making up. our own chocolate <laughs> from now." <on." laughs> Guys, Africans,
0: we need to do. This. Sorry, so Angie's phone just rang, and it was his sister, June, who's also <laughs> been a guest narrator on this. Just show. Show. <laughs> going to cut off, so don't. <laughs> Lee is looking at us really badly, going, "Why didn't people switch off their phones?" I did. It's
1: just on <laughs> DND, and June is allowed to. Oh. Anyway, I think I think we should probably close
0: because <laughs> I think Angie needs to go and speak to her sister. But, um, honey, thank you so much for coming. My absolute pleasure. Really, 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 absolute thank pleasure. you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you, and I appreciate it for being one of the people who supports this crazy dream. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> And we shall be hearing more of Angie as well because, you know, these are, these are people who just keep coming back onto the show, quite frankly. They also have no choice there, my friends. <laughs> indeed,
1: indeed. Is
0: there any parting shot on the story? Or be, a be, a be a queen. Be a I love
1: queen. Be a queen. Be a warrior 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 queen.
0: Yes. Anyway, thank you everyone for tuning in. And until next time, Mubarikiru!